Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wicked Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. I'm your co-host, Maddie. Today on the show, we have an interesting story from Arkansas about a cryptid. But before we get to that, uh, let's take care of some business. If you have a haunting, a UFO sighting, a cryptid sighting, uh, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, I'd love to share your story. You can get in touch with us at wickedgardenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on our hotline. Uh, which is 609-800-5130. You can leave a message there with your contact information and someone will get back to you. Uh, also, if you would like to support us monetarily, you can go to Patreon and look up the Wicked Garden podcast page. And for a dollar a month, a dollar you'll never miss, uh, you can get extra content, extra shows, uh, interaction with the hosts, uh, and much more. So on today's show... Maddie has a subject that she's going to bring forward uh, that we're going to talk about, and it's the Arkansas White River Monster, and we'll be right back after this to talk about it. I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast, with first-hand witnessed accounts of the strange and unexplained, covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on a journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon. Okay, so we're back with Manny, and we're going to talk about the White River Monster. So when did you first hear about this? Um, I first heard about it in discussions, just adults joking around as a kid, but I was in my own little world and didn't pay much attention to it. But back in March, before spring break, it was still cold outside. My friend and I, we were going to a birthday party for one of our one of our friends, and we thought it was just going to be a bonfire outside with hot dogs, Um, and they sent us their location, and it looked to be close to his house because he lives on Brady Mountain. Now, this wasn't on the White River, but we drove to his location, and we got to a boat ramp, and we looked across the water, and on one of the islands was a fire going, and we we thought, (laughs) So you're going island camping. Yeah, and I looked at her, and I said, I have church in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they came and picked us up, and we're driving back, and we're, we finally get to the island, and it's a good fire. Like, they've got a good campsite going, but it's full moon. It's spooky outside. It's still a little chilly. Right. And so we start telling stories, and they're talking about the White River Monster because they've been fishing all, all day. They've been all over arkansas that day anyway that's the first time i heard about it and i thought man y'all are just trying to freak me out that's it's <laughs> a big old thing. And I, I looked into it i was like oh it's hot yeah i'll tell you what was interesting about this is um you know i i looked it up when you first brought it to me because i didn't know too much about it and the first article i pulled up was from the skeptical inquirer which some people out there might know is a publication that looks to debunk a lot of things, a lot of crypto, cryptozoological stuff, a lot of, you know, pretty much anything big time in the 
debunking UFOs. That's that's probably what they spend most of their time on. And amazingly, uh, the article that they have here uh, says that the Arkansas White River monster is very real. So I've never encountered that. And the author is Joe Nickel. A lot of people in cryptozoological fields will recognize that name. Joe is the kind of guy who goes around and tries to debunk every single cryptid. Um, he calls himself a cryptozoologist, but, uh, you know, pretty much he's just, he's out there just trying to, you know, rain on people's parades. <laughs> he presents some good evidence, but, but I've never seen an article where he just flat out is saying it's real. And that's impressive. The title of this thing is Arkansas White River Monster, very real, but what is it? And it's in the Skeptical, Skeptical Inquirer, volume 42, number six. So if anybody wants to go check it out, it's written by Joe Nickel, and it's an interesting article. So I've never seen that. I've never encountered it. Those guys are openly saying that this thing is real. Now, they go on to try to explain it away as a catfish and that kind of stuff. But, you know, when do you see a 12-foot wide, 40-foot long catfish? Um, so... This is interesting. It's a it's a great subject. Well, and the first sighting was in 1915 on July 1st. And the first description of it is that it has gray skin, it's as wide as a car, and three cars long. And that was the first description. And later on, they go to say that it's a big fish with teeth. And in 1937, it, there's a, descri- a description of it being a gigantic sea serpent like beast and then there's others that say it's a fish with an alligator head stuck on it <laughs> i saw that i saw the different pictures of this thing there you know but they that's the other thing the pictures of this thing all kind of look the same a little bit uh-huh. i do agree that it looks like it has an alligator head it's got a long nose so maddie for us because we've never been there um what's the area like and what's the oldest reported sighting and then 1722, um, a French writer who was traveling with Bernard de la Harpe, um, they were exploring the Arkansas River, but they noted that the river had monstrous-sized bullfrogs and giant turtles, which I agree with. We just, it, it happens with mosquitoes, too. It's something about being in the South. They're going to be the South. <laughs> you could saddle the mosquitoes and ride them. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Tracy it tells sounds, me that. Oh, it sounds like hail is hitting your windshield when you're driving at night. It is just. <laughs> That's awesome. Especially if you get in like Monticello or anywhere. If it's if it's country, granted, most people think that all of Arkansas is in the country. If you're in the country <laughs> in Arkansas, it's nasty. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we got a French explorer. Um, yeah. Seeing these turtles, and what else did he say he saw? Um, he has big bear and panther stories. Um, but that's they, interesting, that's cool. Yeah, they were all being reprinted from his notes and his journal. So he sees all these large creatures. Does he eventually see the monster? He recorded um, what he publicized as some of the state's oldest monster legends. Um, as a 20-foot-long lizard-type monster with tusks, um, and he reported that it lurked along the rocky ledges and roamed caves in the Ozarks. He reported to the media about a gigantic sea serpent-like beast 
in the river near his home, which honestly, here in the South, you hear about so many crazy things in people's backyards that I'm giving him that one. Really? Uh, Oh, yes. Can you recall... Can you recall a good one that you've heard? Oh, all kinds. That you would, so that you would, one that you would actually hear and believe. Oh, yeah. There's, we get stories all the time about huge alligators in people's backyards, huge snakes. Um, And then there's one about a farmer, his goats got out, and one of them, this lady, she just left her front door open. She was bringing in gro- groceries, and the goat was sitting on her couch, having, <laughs> having her couch as a snack. Um, it done pour it all up. So I do believe that in the South, your animals get loose. Um, people keep crazy things in their backyard, like half wolf, half dogs. Okay. That's yeah, I know that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I, like I know, you know, we have relatives there, right? Um, you guys are there. Uh, your relatives. We have um, Tracy's f- father had a place in the Ozarks, and I guess the third night they were there, they saw a red cougar um, right in their backyard, and they were getting ready to let their little dog out, which is like a little, little tiny little thing. It's like one of those toy um, uh, puppy dog things. It would have just been a snack for it. I mean, so he's mm-hmm. told me stories. Another time we were when we were out there visiting the Queen, uh, when we were there on the TV, they were talking about some twelve foot alligator that was blocking the road and they had to get it out of the way. So, after I, I know there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, in Pine Bluff, after it floods real bad or rains real bad, they'll have alligators by the Med Express in Pine Bluff. There, just in the back, blocking. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of wildlife. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Hey, I'm Matt DeSanto. I'm famous. Google me. Anyway, when I'm not busy racking up prizes on Wheel of Fortune, I'm listening to Wicked Garden Podcast. Yeah, so if we move forward in this 1937 sightings, this flap that we had, a woman named Ethel Smith of Little Rock stated that she had seen the creature 13 years earlier in 24 while vacationing with her husband and children. So she's being recorded in 37 talking about a historical sighting while vacationing with her husband and children elements of her description tallied with those of others. It was making a loud blowing noise, but never did show its head or tail. It was a terrible looking thing with dingy gray crusted hide. It frightened me bad. A local fisherman said he had also seen the creature previously at the same site around 1950. So what else does the creature appeared following a widening ring of bubbles and thrashed around about for five minutes, five minutes again, before resemerging. It left in its wake open mouth eyewitnesses. So there's a lot of people looking at this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's a lot of five minutes too. Yeah. It's a con- like yeah. He, he's not scared, man. He's hanging out. And that. Uh, yeah, that's what the the guys that we were with were telling us. They were like, you make it five minutes, you're going to make it out of love. And we were <laughs> like, yeah, y'all are just kidding. Like, y'all are just trying to scare us. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of historical stuff here, you know, and a lot of, like, we're talking affidavits. 
people are signing affidavits. It's a big deal to sign an affidavit. It's a paper basically saying that what you're saying is true uh, to the authorities. So if it's found to be otherwise, you know, um, you could be in some trouble. So it's interesting. It really is. I, here's, what it, here's what this article says about the 1937 sightings. The 1937 sightings placed the creature in a portion of the White River, a major tributary of the Mississippi, just below the city of Newport. So we're talking about northeast Arkansas. A farmer named Bramlett Bateman signed an affidavit as to his observation, which began at about 1 in the afternoon on July 1st and lasted for five minutes. He subsequently saw it several times over more than two months and believed it to be 12 feet long and four or five feet wide. Three other affidavits were produced, one by a deputy sheriff and Bateman said he knew of two dozen others who could similarly attest the unusual creature. Resulting uh, newspaper accounts catapulted the monster of White River into national prominence. So are Mm -hmm. there any more like modern sightings? So, in the 70s, um, people, they started calling it Whitey. Um, I don't know if that started in the 70s, but they called it Whitey just because of its location to the White River. Um, But I do know that's what people are using nowadays whenever they talk about it. It's old Whitey. Okay. Um, And so, and if you're real formal with it, the White River Monster, we can kind of tell where you're from. Um, So... This one from, it was between Jackson and Newport. They There are reported strange sightings um, and strange objects in the river. Um, one described the size of the strange object as as big as a box car and 30 feet long. And then this one is gray all over with fins, like what was seen earlier. Um, and then there's a blurred Polaroid snapshot snapshot that was taken to of one of the sightings. Did you take a look at that? I looked for it and I can't find the Polaroid. Were you, did you were you able to find it? No. No, I'm looking now. I don't see I, a Polaroid. Uh, I could Polaroid. So I don't know if it's in a case file or I'm looking for it right now. To see if I can find it. I'm just interested in looking oh here it is okay mm. wow that's interesting it actually really is an interesting picture the, the reason it's interesting is because there's humps there did you find the polaroid yeah where did you find it uh googled white river monster polaroid <laughs> oh. yes i broke the secret code <laughs> <laughs> i should the Polaroid. Oh, well, I, I here's the thing. I it's not a color Polaroid, so that's what's probably misleading with it. Um, but I like the first one that comes up. Basically, has like two gray humps in the water. Uh, and I mean, they look like maybe filled up trash bags. That's what you know. If someone was faking it, what the, that's what they would do. But it's obviously not too. I mean, it's not too. Oh wow, and it has like a spiny thing in the back of it. This thing's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to send this to you. Um, yeah, Let me save it real quick. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting picture. I must say. So <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's cool. It's definitely uh, definitely photographic evidence of something weird. That's for sure. 
Yes. Well, after that Polaroid, um, it became known as the Magic Dragon. Um, The locals were not concerned about it. They could care less. Right. Uh, And, but... It started appearing on souvenirs and t-shirt t-shirts in the Newport shops, um, and then it became a big trend at local festivals. After that, okay. And so, after that, people started talking about the Falk monster. Um, yeah, so it kind of took a little bit of the shine off the lighting. Yeah, and yeah. this was described as like an ape-like creature. Um, that supposedly haunts the swampy sulfur river bottoms of Miller County. Yeah, we'll get in. We'll get into Falk Monster um, definitely on another show because Tracy has some Falk Monster stories too <clears throat> that are pretty oh, cool. Really? Yeah, yeah. She'll have to tell you them. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that kind of maybe kind of took the luster off of Whitey. But do you want to talk about what the state legislature did in '73? That's interesting. I got it here. Do you want to? Yeah. In 1973, the Arkansas State Legislature signed into law a bill by State Senator Robert Harvey creating the White River Monster Refuge along the White River. The area is located between the southern point on the river known as Old Grand Glaze and a northern point on White River known as Rosie. It is illegal to harm the monster inside the refuge. <laughs> so they actually took up legislation for this thing. Um, yeah. You know, which is not, uh, you know, it's not unheard of. Um, but that, that's pretty interesting that they, you know, got that legislation passed. Yeah. And in the South, one, one thing about us is, and for most teenage boys, if they see something... And they're out in the wilderness, and they're hunting or fishing, and it's not supposed to be there. They're going to shoot it. So, <laughs> I will say that's the reasoning for you cannot harm it. And they, the boys just said, if you make it five minutes, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so, a, that makes a lot of sense. I would, I would definitely shoot it, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that picture doesn't look like a crocodile does, or an alligator, excuse me. Uh, it doesn't look like an alligator. Um, any alligator that I've ever seen. We got legislation here being put in. And you're right. Right around that time is when the Falk Monster comes in. So this thing kind of like gets pushed to the back burner. Mm -hmm. But here's, I mean, this is even on Wikipedia and the identification. I mean, this is what it says. While the existence of the creature is not controversial, (laughs) the question has arisen as to identifying it with known species. And that's where I guess we'll get into this Roy Mackle. Um, story, right? Because you you've got something on that. Yes, let me pull it back up. Okay, well, I don't know if you'll want to include this, but one thing that I found interesting was in the 1700s, and I know this is going way back. No, it's fine. But during one of the wars, or it was either before or after. It's the um, Civil but, War. I think you're going to talk about the Civil War. Yeah. Did you read about that? Where. Yeah. Yeah, some believe the White River Monster may have affected the Civil War. So, I don't know if it's the same monster or if it's got kids and grandkids now. (laughs) Yeah, right. The river was used for transportation, and the monster was supposedly responsible for overturning uh, several boats. Some sightings of the monster began in 1915, blah, 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 so we know all that. 
But yeah, I mean, they're talking about during the Civil War, this thing turned over some boats. That's interesting. So, you know, we talked about sightings and now um, there's been some attempts to actually identify what this thing is. One of the guys who tried to do that, and I can see that in this article from Joe Nickel too, is Roy Mackle. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about Roy Mackle and what he did? He was a biologist and a cryptozoologist. He concluded that the White River case is a clear-cut instance of a known aquatic animal observed outside of its normal habitat or range and therefore unidentified by the observers unfamiliar with the type. Animal in question clearly was a large male elephant seal. I don't know. Like, why would an elephant seal be in north, northeast Arkansas? That, that doesn't well, seem... I don't know, but um, he says that... This identification has convinced a lot of people, but there's a serious problem with yeah, it. Yeah, Joe Nichols says that. He because this is Joe Nichols' article. He's like, well, all right, his identification has convinced many, but there's a serious problem here. And then what does Joe Nichols go on to say? He said that the creatures unlikely to be the same individual given such intervals between sightings. Uh, yeah, 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 would have had to enter the river from the Mississippi. Um, and to have connected with it from the Gulf of Mexico. However, it is more than difficult to hypothesize in the Gulf waters, either species of the elephant seal. The northern species ranges over the Pacific coast of northern Mexico, the United States, and Canada. That's from Whitmaker in 1996. Yeah, I guess the guy Whitaker, you know, is an expert on that elephant seal, the northern species, yeah. So he must be writing. He's citing uh, Whitaker there. And then while the southern elephant seal migrates from Antarctic and subantarctic waters north to Argentina, New Zealand, and South Africa, and even wandering individuals are not found above the equator. Right. And he cites that, too. We don't need to read that citing. But, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't. I don't see it. I, I, I'm with him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to. Um, do you an, want me to another plausible aquatic mammal? Uh, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to skip that or not. Yeah. Another plausible aquatic mammal is the hooded seal, although it is smaller than the northern elephant seal at up to 10 feet versus 13. It could fit descriptions of whitey pretty well, although the hooded seal's habitat is the Arctic and North Atlantic, it is very migratory, and individuals have strayed as far south as Florida. Nevertheless, I am unaware of one ever having reached the Gulf of Mexico, let alone to have been traveled far up the Mississippi <laughs> right. and have done repeatedly. One of the seals, the Caribbean or West Indian monk seal, did once populate the very waters of the Gulf, but it's extinct now. Um, I believe there is yet another possibility, and it's not only found in the Gulf of Mexico, but known to have swum hundreds of miles in the Mississippi. Okay, so this is where our boy Joe Nickel, for me, kind of goes off the charts. He said, I am referring to the Florida manatee, a subspecies of the West Indian manatee. It is a massive aquatic mammal with a minimum length of about 13 feet, although the largest recorded was 15 feet. It may weigh as much as about 3,500 pounds. Like the White River Monster, it has gray smooth skin that can appear mottled due to barnacle-like crust or algae or to common injuries from boat propellers. It has no horn, but whereas Mackle postulated that at once only descriptor was due to the elephant seals proboscis. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like they're uh, like an elephant's trunk is a proboscis. Yeah. Um, I suggest it was one of the manatees front, the flipper-like legs seen beside its head when it rolled over in the water. The appendages have three nails at their end and would seem capable of leaving on shore the 14 by 8 inch three-toed tracks attributed to the monster, which also flattened grass and saplings. I didn't even know there were tracks. Huh. I, didn't, I, I had no idea there were even tracks on this thing. Wow. Well, he, he says that manatees do crawl onto shores to graze on plants as part of their herbivore lifestyle. And just like the monster, the manatee also makes blowing noises. Again, it basks on the water rolls, dives, and so on. Yeah. Significant, the manatee is adapted to both fresh and salt water. And so is found in rivers and in the Gulf of Mexico, as well as the Atlantic Ocean. It ranges as far west as Texas and as far north as Massachusetts. Um, and in 2006, one traveled some 720 miles up the Mississippi River to enter the Wolf River near Memphis. And it was eventually found dead on the banks of McKellar Lake, a slack water lake south of that city. That animal's journey shows a manatee to be a very real possibility as the White River creature. The Memphis manatee died in October and was thought to have succumbed to the cold. However, when a manatee is found north of Florida, it is mainly a summer immigrant. And that is consistent with the fact that the White River monster was observed mostly during the summer months um, in July 24, or 19, in July 1924, um, June to early September 1937, and June, July, and August 1971, and June 1972. But all things considered, the Florida manatee surely represents the preferred hypothesis in this case, which I believe we may now mark closed. Yeah, I think he's off his rocker. Um, you know, we're, they're seeing this stuff. Where's the dead body? Where's the dead manatee, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, to me, that just sounds... So, you know, we saw one go up to Mississippi and die, and they found a body, right? Mm-hmm. So... You know, why wouldn't they have found a body? I'm sure if someone found a manatee body in Arkansas, it would be the talk of the town. <laughs> right? I, they see this strange creature in the water, and, you know, if you see it floating up, somebody's going to find it. Now, maybe alligators got to it, but I don't know. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I, that, you know, and that's a perfect example of what the Skeptical Inquirer does, right? Uh, all things considered, the Florida manatee surely represents the preferred hypothesis in this case, which I believe we may now mark closed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. It's not closed for me. No. Um, I still get the heebie-jeebies anytime somebody talks about going to a bonfire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. You know, water water creatures are, are creepy, right? Think about, um, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is river monsters with that Jeremy, I think his name's Jeremy yeah. Wade. Yeah. I, like, And when he goes out for those different fish um, and he pulls some of that stuff out of the water, some of it is scary as hell. I think what freaks it out or what freaks me out about it is that I can't shoot it. I can't harm it. Right. I just there and wait for five minutes and that is torture no you can't even see it that's the other mm. thing right it's completely invisible to us we can't see under the water in very rare instances yeah. you know in clear water maybe on a sunny day but you know it's it's like the every year we have um around fourth of july they bring a big uh, screen down onto the beach 
and they play Jaws. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. And then everybody <laughs> kind of anchors out in the water in their floaties, you know? And you know what you're doing there. You're trying to make people scared, you know? You're trying to get that terror going. <laughs> you know, there's stuff in the water we just don't understand. You guys even have water moccasins. Yeah. We have all kinds of things in the water, and... I mean, you hear about horror stories in the ER all the time around here, but really, uh, the the yeah, the part that's get me is that you can't shoot it because you can shoot just about anything. So when you get to when you're talking about the stories in the ER, what are you talking about? Like uh, talking about oh, water well, moccasins? Um, I mean, from from that and from people getting sucked under the boats and oh, okay, just propellers. Yeah, just random stuff like that. Okay. Um, well, you know, Tr- Tracy's grandmother, you know, she was written up on one of the papers down there. I don't know if it's the one that's on your side. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she told me a story that her grandmother was written up in the paper because she actually uh, killed a water moccasin by hand. And she did this when she was in her 90s. Um, she was picking uh, asparagus. Water moccasin got her, and she wrestled with this thing and killed it. And she was in her 90s and went to the hospital and was fine and lived. And they wrote it up in the paper. I would love to have that article. I would, I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it was in the, the Queen Bee or whatever, but it would be great to have that. So I, you guys. Are, I don't know. Which, yeah. Well, I don't know which side it's from, uh-huh. but I will say one of the things they teach you is to respect your elders. And <laughs> it's really, it's strong Southern southern ways you respect your elders and it's because of instances like that they can get you <laughs> exactly yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff in the water that you guys have to deal with that you know somebody here in the northeast or somebody on the west coast or you know somebody anywhere else wouldn't have to deal with water moccasins alligators you know so you put it on put whitey on top of it you know although there's really not any stories of meeting any any people that we know of That's what I'm thinking. He just comes up to say hello. And lots of animals do that in the South. I mean, you'll find deer that are arm's length away that just stand there and they look at you. And it's like they're just saying hello. Right. And so, I mean, maybe that's why you can't shoot it. But I'm telling you, that thing looks a lot scarier than a deer. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering what it could eat. That's, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess there's plants in the water that it could eat. Because something that big would need to eat a lot of food. So what is it eating? But, you know, I guess in Arkansas, it can find a meal. Maybe it's eating the catfish. Maybe it's eating the alligators. You know, I guess it would, there is a fair amount of food there to eat, you know, and if it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, and if it's eating some kind of plant too, that might supplement its diet. If there's ever a place for something like this, you know, I think Arkansas would be the place for it, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I, I believe you there. It's just lots of wildlife and I'm telling if I was in my own little world growing up. The day that I found out we had bears and bears were here, I said I was never going in the woods again. Yeah. <laughs> I said, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Well, I wonder, and, you know, what what goes on like when you when you guys are going to this lake, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, like are you allowed to swim? I mean, is it encouraged that you swim or is it like no, make sure you don't go swimming? Well, I mean, you don't want to swim in the month that we went because it's going to be cold. Um, I mean, one of the boys jumped in the water just goofing off, and he sat there and shivered all night. So, but I mean, no, you can swim. And on the island that we were at, that's where people go and they dock and they do bonfires and they swim. 
Um, and you got all that but, stuff to worry about. Yeah, but the island that we were on in the night that we were there it was a full moon, so it was real bright outside, real pretty. I mean, you could see the reflection. Now, this is one of the really clean lakes. Second time we went, um, it was real dark outside. It was not a full moon, and the island was a lot smaller, and it had a lot of trees. Okay. Um, and they started telling stories, and a storm was moving in, and it was supposed to go around us, but I said, yeah, no, I need to get off the island. Something spooky's about to happen. <laughs> my my flutter fight mode's coming in, and <laughs> I'd rather fly. Exactly. Uh, well, so, this is a great subject. Uh, yeah. You know, for the first subject you brought to us, this is a fantastic subject. I mean, you got this water cryptid um, that, you know, people have identified in mass sightings. Uh, skeptical Inquirer doesn't, you know, dispute it, its existence. Uh, Wikipedia is saying there's no doubt that something's there. Um, all the explanations for it don't really seem to make much sense. Um, you know, once you flush them all out, and we've established that it's got enough food to eat. And yeah, I mean, this is a good one. You nailed it, kid. I really like this subject. Thank you. You got it. Well, it's it's a joke around here, but if you see it, the life is going to be scared out of you. So <laughs> well, don't the- joke about it too much. Hey everybody, this is Mike, the host over at Wicked Garden Podcast. And uh, just reminding you that if you have a haunting, a cryptid sighting, a UFO sighting, and you want to tell your story, you can get in touch with us at wickedgardenpodcast at gmail.com. There's also another way to reach out to us, which is via phone at 609-800-5130. We'd also like you to check out our Patreon page, where we have extra content over there. And for a dollar a month, you can get access to that extra content. Uh, that's www.patreon.com and forward slash Wicked Garden. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Yes, a White River Monster. Very cool. I really enjoyed that. What else you got coming up? How are you going to top yourself next time? I don't know if we'll top it, but I have a ghost story from my grandmother here. And I ask her to tell it to me almost every time I'm over there. I go over there for breakfast once a week. Okay. And I tell it to me. And every single time afterwards, as I cannot sleep well at night, and it freaks me out. <laughs> Just the way that she talks about it, because it happened to her, and... I wish that this house wasn't being lived in so that I could go see it, but it is. And that sounds awesome. So how, yeah. how was your Halloween? Oh, it was good. Um, now I was kind of freaked out between the whole, when they're like a full moon. Yeah. Uh, it's 2020. Yeah. Uh, it's Halloween. 
So yeah, I, I was expecting something spooky to happen, and I was a little let down. I hear you. Tracy got all dressed up. We did the whole house up. Um, she sat outside, and we had one trick or treater. Oh, we treaters so many. I had to take my car home because there were so many people trick or treating. Oh my god, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, people people were out here, but where we live on the island isn't real neighborhoody. You know, it's more seasonals. Um, I heard I heard that on the other side of the island where it's more neighborhood, there was more trick-or-treaters. But we had the one kid down the block came in a Mario costume, and he did get scared, so that was good. He was scared to death when he left. We had the thunder and lightning machine going. We had skeletons yeah. outside. We had a scary lady uh, on the roof. I think I could probably get her to... There she goes. Can you hear her? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so she was out there on the balcony. And every time, you know, you make a noise, she goes through that whole moan and groaning thing. So it was good. It was great. I love Halloween. So I do too. Yeah. And uh, we we just went to a Halloween party. We ate cheese dip. We dressed up. Uh, he was a prisoner and I was an FBI agent. But we <laughs> So what's an FBI agent uh, costume? Well, you see, it's none of the police officer costumes can fit you so you have to go to the kids section <laughs> and I'm yeah because one. we should tell we should tell everybody that you're incredibly short right yeah 411 <laughs> i'm 95 pounds so i cannot give blood because i do not weigh enough you don't have any to um, give right nope but uh anyway no i and i i don't I'm not one for dressing very slutty on Halloween. Like I want to have fun on Halloween. So I went to the kids section <laughs> and I found this FBI vest and I had to order an FBI hat on Amazon, just a ball cap. But the cool thing about the kids costume is that it came with a badge and an earpiece and a tie. Oh, nice. And every, it was all decked out. It was, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you had a good time and this was a great show. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next next week. Thanks.